Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, sponsored by the Pageant Planet Shop, where you can find everything that you need from, I mean, butt glue to rain cosmetics to Candace Pelletier swimwear to jewelry to Jonathan Kane shoes, literally Everything that you need to buy for your pageant can be found in the store, and we give you free shipping on all products all the time. And when you go there, you'll also find a deal all the time. Like, literally every week, we sell or put something on sale, so you'll get the hookup. Um, today, I am extremely excited about today's call. We have on the phone the reigning Miss Teen of America, Corey Hayes. Corey is the first representative from Iowa. There's just something about Iowa. All the pageant girls I meet from Iowa, they're all just so <laughs> stunning. Love them. Um, but she's the first representative from Iowa to win the National Miss Teen of America title and at the age of 17, nonetheless. Um, if you're not familiar with the Miss Teen of America scholarship and recognition pageant, it, it's really like no other pageant that's out there. I mean, the system itself, it prides itself on recognizing the academic and leadership accomplishments of young women across America. The Miss Teen of America pageant is not a beauty pageant at all. And here to tell us how you can become the next teen of America and what's really different about the system is Corey Hayes. So Corey, welcome to the call. Thank you. I'm so glad I could be here today. Yeah, and we're glad to have you. So tell us what do you feel like really makes um, Miss Teen of America different from the other traditional pageants that are out there? Right. Like you said, um, something that we pride ourselves in is that we focus on the achievement in all different areas. So there isn't a score for our outward appearance. Our goal is to award women for who they are as people and what they have accomplished. That's awesome. And we're going to dive into what those specific phases are. So I won't ask clarifying questions there, but it is interesting as a, just as a blanket statement that none of your scores reflect actually how the girl looks. So, right. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about interview first in, in Miss Teen of America. They have six distinct categories of judges judging and we'll cover each one. But um, the area that holds the most weight is interview. And that's 25% of your overall score is interview. So what type of questions are asked inside the interview room? So basically, the judges just want to get to know you on a deeper level. So they'll ask all sorts of questions. And some of those are about your resume and um, all the activities that you're involved in. And they really just want to find out who you are and what's really important to you. So like one example would be, can you tell me what act have activity you value most and why? So they just really want to know who you are and what makes you you. Hmm. So, I mean, is that pretty much the the streamline of their questions? What activity do you like? What are your goals? What's your family like? Where do you vacation? Is it questions along those ends? Yeah, a, a lot of it is. A lot of it is completely based on your resume. And then some of it is also based on current events and will ask you your opinion on what you think is going on and your how you feel about that. Um, but the majority of what I've experienced is based on your resume. Gotcha. Now, with that, do they go 
into depth and they maybe didn't for your particular interview, but is it more, um, do they hit you hardcore with current events? Do they want to know what your stance is on like gay marriage, healthcare, the debt, the, the edu- uh, the election, things of that nature? Um, generally they don't go that far. The question that I remember being asked about current events is what was an event that you disagree with the most and why, and how do you feel like you can change that? So we do, because our pageant is 13 year olds to 18 year olds, they try to keep it not some of those big, like theological questions. They try to keep it, um, based on what you see in the news, basically. Yeah. So they want to know that you have an understanding of what's happening in the world, but they're not going to dive deep on any one particular subject. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you, so the girls listening work on your breadth of knowledge, not necessarily the depth. So know a little bit about what's going on, but don't worry about digging into hardcore facts and statistics. Right. Cool. Now the judges are also looking for the overall ability in just human relations, your ability to react with other people. Um, what's the best way to express that to your panel? Right. Um, honestly, I think the most important thing is just being yourself. And like I said, letting them get to know who you truly are. The judges are looking forward to seeing you. And so they want to know who you are and they're going to try to relate to you. So as soon as you walk in, it's just being relaxed and being open and sharing with the judges who you are and not putting up a front and being someone that you're not, um, because that's really important. And the judges will, will see that. Gotcha. Now, what else are the judges looking for overall in interview? I feel like one of the things that they're looking for is someone that is different from someone else. Um, someone that has a passion and a drive to change the world around them for the better. So you want to go into the interview being who you are and portraying what's really important to you. Um, and it's easy to tell if that person is true to who they are as soon as they walk in the room and the judges will recognize that. And so they want someone to, that can talk to them easily and that are comfortable with who they really are. How did you prepare for the interview? Did you have previous experience? Was this your first rodeo? How did you prepare? Um, I have done interviews before, um, but something that really helped me was going over my resume and thinking about what might they ask me about. So looking at my resume and seeing what are the areas that stand out and what might they ask. So just going through that with my parents and um, trying to think of what's the best way that I want to portray what's important to me. Um, And something else that I've found is really important is um, what you wear. And while you're not judged on your outward appearance and what you're wearing, if you're wearing something that is professional and confident and you will feel confident. So like if you're wearing something professional and you love it, then you're going to walk in there and own the room and the judges will also see that. When you're looking at your resume, how did you know what stood out? I mean, if you're really going through it with you and your mom, your dad, whoever else was there reading through your paperwork, Mm -hmm. uh, were you just like, oh, that that might stick out because of X, Y, Z. So what was that thought process? Right. Um, That's a little harder for me because I don't see that. I just like being involved in a ton of stuff. And sometimes I don't know know what stands out. So somebody that I asked was I asked my parents and my teachers was what is an activity or what is something that do that I do that makes me stand out from somebody else? And so you would look at that. And what I found 
that stands out the most is something that you have led or something that you started. So I, for example, I am the leader and president and founder of an encouragement group called Smile. And that was the biggest thing that was hit on in my interview because I led it, I lead it, I founded it, and I'm involved in that all the time. I like that about asking someone else's opinion of what they find most interesting on your resume. Um, Because it is, it's hard to self-critique like that. Yeah. Now, knowing what you now know, and obviously being on the other side, winning the title, would you have changed any part of the preparation process for interview? And if so, like, what would you have done differently? I think something that I would have done is even looked over my resume even more while I, and that's something I've learned. And that's why I'm like preaching this right now is look over your resume. Um, I looked over my resume, but not as much as I, I would have wanted to. Um, and so just knowing inside and out everything you're involved in, because the judges will ask you about it um, and being prepared to know why is this activity important to me and why have I devoted so much time to this? Great. Now let's transition to the scholastic achievement, which is 15% of your score. What's taken into consideration um, for this phase of competition and kind of give us a backdrop of even what this phase of competition is? Right. So this one, it's it's a resume again. um, And basically the judges look at your GPA, your class rank, um, the classes that you're taking. Something that I have talk to a lot of girls about is that uh, judges will look at how difficult the classes you're taking. So someone might take super easy classes and might have a four point, but if you're taking college classes and you're taking AP classes and you might have like a 3.9 or something like that, you might be looked at higher than the person that's not not taking difficult classes. So the judges are going to look at all aspects of academics um, as well as awards and achievements that you've done. Do you have to bring in a copy of your report card or something of that nature to actually verify? Or can you just write whatever grade you can on the resume? You have to provide a transcript. Yep. So they know that what you're saying is actually legit. Okay. And then, so is there a particular format that Teen of America gives or are you the format left up to your own? And um, with that, what can you or should you highlight to the judges? Um, There is a, they give you um, a paper that you can fill out. um, But something that I encourage is that you type it. Um, It will look better with the judges if the, if your your whole resume is typed. Um, And so you can keep the format that Ms. Teen has given you, or you can change it a little bit. I know that I changed mine a little bit to fit the activities that I'm involved in. Um, but I typed it and that's really, really important. Um, and something that's just really important to highlight is, um, all the leadership experiences that you've gained with, with your scholastics. So NHS, um, all those different types of activities are super important to all on there. Not only just your GPA. Is there a certain, you mentioned that you changed your resume. Are there guidelines where you can change it, but don't change X, Y, Z? Basically what it says on the top of the um, paperwork is like involve um, 
write down every activity that you've been involved in. So there's personal development and academic. Um, so for your academics, it's like, make sure you include your GPA and your class rank. And so those are important. So always involve those, but then it's like anything else that is relating to academics, you can include. So something that I just did was I took a resume format that I have on, on my own and I just bullet pointed all the different things that I was involved in. So it's not really changing it, but it's just making it your own. Gotcha. And last question regarding that. Is there a certain font size that you recommend if girls are typing on there? Don't go above this or under that. I would recommend just staying at a solid 12 point font. If it, if you have a lot of activities and maybe you have like three pages, um, maybe shrink your font just a tiny bit, um, to get it down. So it's not overwhelming for the judges. Um, but I mean, it really doesn't matter as long as you have your activities on there. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> so next phase of competition is service and achievement. Um, which accounts for 15% of your score. And it's specifically like service and achievement in your school and community. So how is your service and achievement actually presented to the judges? Like I said, it's much like the um, scholastic and academic portion. So it's a resume. Um, and again, it should be typed because it looks much better for the judges. Um, and it also should be really professional and something that's easy to follow and read. Because if there's a ton of information on there, the judges are going to get overwhelmed. And then they're not going to see all the important aspects that you want highlighted on there. It's true. Now, what types of involvement and contributions should really be highlighted uh, from if the contestants want to wow the judges. Right. Any, anything that shows that you have a heart for people and a passion to serve others. So the more opportunities and more volunteer activities that you've been involved in, include them on there. So some of these things could be church groups, community service, school groups, clubs and awards, and any other type of volunteer work that you've done. Basically, my rule of thumb is that Anything that doesn't fit under scholastics and personal development, you should include on this section. And it's also really important to include the years that you've been involved in each activity. That's great. So the next phase of competition is personal development phase, which is accounts, again, for 15%. Um, and it's taken in consideration by the judges. So what information should be given to the judges pertaining to this phase of competition? Uh, again, pretty much anything and everything that you've been involved in. Um, personal development is defined as anything that you can practice to be improved upon. So anything that you've done to develop yourself personally. So this could be band dance lessons or maybe a leadership conference that you've attended. Basically, the judges want to know who you are and what activities have made you who you are. Hmm. So would it be okay because... I don't know, with me in high school, I didn't participate in too many development seminars. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just thinking about me. Could you put something like sports there? And especially if you were team captain or you had to head up a, a practice one day or, or activities like that acceptable? Yeah, that's that's exactly what that is. So basically the the personal development section is all the sports, all the clubs, all the activities that you've been involved in that have made you who you are. Whereas like the, um, the service and achievement part would be more the volunteer groups that you're involved in, um, and all the community service that you've done. So that, that's the difference between personal development and, um, service and achievement. 
Gotcha. What's the best way in this phase to really show that you're a well-rounded and accomplished individual? Right. I think that it's important to show that you've tried a lot of new things and that you have a variety of experiences. So you might've tried something for maybe a month or two, and maybe that wasn't something that you really enjoyed, but at least you tried it. So it's really important to include all of this on your resume. Um, the judges want to see somebody that is not afraid to go out there and try new things. So including all of that is really important. Gotcha. And so continuing with the paperwork theme, there's actually a written test phase, which also accounts for 15%. Um, and it's designed to measure the contestant's awareness of the world around her. So what, what type of questions are asked on this test? Uh, pretty much, pretty much anything. It's a lot of just trivia. Um, there's questions about beauty and fashion as well as politics, math, science, and pretty much anything in between. Mm. So the goal of the test is to see your basic understanding of the world around you. Can you give me an example of uh, the math test seems pretty, is this like multiplication, addition, or is it a word problems? And for fashion, what kind of questions are asked around fashion? Right. Um, one of the questions that I remember having for fashion was what beauty product expires the soonest? So the answer to that is mascara out of the four multiple choice questions. Um, so something like that, um, as there was another fashion question that asked about if a girl is shorter and is self-conscious about her legs, what type of pants should she wear? So, um, it's those types of questions. And then math, there was a lot of addition questions as well as there were some word problems on there. There wasn't a ton of math, but there was, there was some, I mean, how many questions are on this test? It's 60 questions long. So it's, it's, it's not terribly long. You get an hour to take it. Um, but most of the time it doesn't take people that long. Is there a way to study for the test in advance? Um, not really study, but you, the most important thing is to watch the news and keep updated with current events. Cause that's also a huge part of the test. It asks you what's going on and, um, random trivia questions about important people today. Um, so you can play trivia games and that, I mean, that will help with your general knowledge. Otherwise it's just important not to panic. Um, and just do your best and remember what you've learned in school. Oh, wow. Well, it's pretty awesome. And, and probably they could also reach out to you for help. Are you allowed to help other contestants coming in or is that a no, no that you're not allowed to help them, uh, study for this test? Oh, no, I would love to help anybody that would love help. I mean, I I've, I did that before um, in the Texas regional pageant. There was a lot of girls that were freaking out about that portion of the test. And we just kind of as we were walking down the hall to that general awareness test, I was like, calm down. Here's some examples of what it might be and that that calmed their nerves. Yeah, I, I know that I was not the best test taker in high school. My grades reflected it. Um, nor in college really. So that portion would probably scare me more than the swimsuit phase. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, there is a, there's people freak out a lot about the general awareness portion, but it's really nothing to be nervous about. Um, it's, it's really easy and it's something that once people are done with, they're like, I don't know why I was freaking out about that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really easy. It's kind of true in most things in life. It's like, yeah. why was I stressing out about that? It's not even a big deal. <laughs> um, Okay. So the last portion of judging is personality 
projection and poise in evening wear, um, which accounts for also 15%. What are the judges looking for in this particular phase of competition? Right. Um, they're looking for someone to be confident and that walks on with a smile and that is relaxed. So everyone that is there is waiting to see you. So it's important just to have fun with it. And the judges just want to see who you are when you walk on stage. And this can be shown with the way you walk as well as with the way that you dress. Gotcha. Now, regarding dress, um, is it more revealing? Is it more conservative? Tell us about what type of evening gowns tend to do better at the Nifteen of America. Yeah. um, Something that we emphasize over and over again is something that reflects a positive teen image. And so a 13-year-old and an 18-year-old are all competing in this competition, but they're probably going to wear something completely different. The biggest thing is to wear a dress that is reflective of your age and that's appropriate for your age. So the judges, I mean, the judges are looking for someone that will represent teens everywhere. So they want someone that other teens can look up to. And because this is a teen competition, it's so, so important that you wear something that's appropriate. What about colors? Uh, you know, the stereotype in the industry is, oh, if you wear black, that's a no-no as a teen or younger. Uh, do you find that same stigma here or is it just whatever color is fine? Yeah, it's it's honestly whatever the girls want to wear and what they love and what they'll be confident in. So that's also true with the length of the dress. So we don't have any any regulation on the dress has to be floor length. So if a girl wants to wear a cocktail dress, they can. Um, so it's just whatever the girl that's competing, whatever they feel confident in and that they love and that is appropriate for their age. But it does have to be a dress though, right? That they're not allowed to wear like a pantsuit. Or that is a really good question. Um, I'm actually not sure on that. Um, I, I have not had any girl ask about that before. Um, I've always seen dresses. And so I would assume that most of the time I, I would wear a dress. It's more formal. And it's also something that the judges are looking forward to see is a girl in a dress. So I'd probably say no, um, but that I do not have a definite answer for. Well, I, I mean, I said pantsuit, but what I, you know, those dresses with the pants and then kind of the tool yep. skirt around it. So yeah. I, I didn't know if those were appropriate or not, but. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that's a really good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that, that's something we can do in a, a follow up. Um, somebody just uh, I am me and said that formal formal pantsuits uh, would work. Um, so I don't know if they have the rules or not. But um, okay. So now let's talk about just general advice that you have for girls that are coming into this particular system. Uh, what's the best advice that you can give for girls hoping to become the next Miss Teen of America? Like I said, I, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to be yourself. Each of us have been given such unique talents and abilities and showing those are essential. So each of us has a different passion and a different something that gives us joy and portraying that is super important. And that's, that's what the judges are looking for. It's also super important to be involved as much as you can and to take your passions to change the world around you. Hmm. It, you know, even at the age of I'm 34 now, 
I still have challenges being myself in certain scenarios, right? You, yeah, absolutely. You, you get in certain environments and you feel like you have to do something different or be something different to somewhat fit in. What do you do to really make sure? I mean, you're surrounded by all these other girls that are vying for the same title. What did you do during that time that helped you stay grounded and helped you stay just Corey? Yeah, that was that's super hard. And that is something that I, I, I struggled with. Um, but what's awesome about especially this pageant is that all of those all of the girls that are participating are there for the same reason. They're all leaders. They all do scholastically well um, and they all have passions and have differences that make each of us unique. Um, and while at sometimes it can be hard looking and comparing to some people, um, it's just really important to realize that being unique is okay. And I continually had to, like, I had to remind myself of that all the time. Um, but it was super helpful being surrounded by girls in this pageant that also had that mindset. Now, what type of girl is Miss Teen of America looking for to represent their system? I mean, what ages, qualities, give us a little down. Right. So our program um, has a wide range of age, like I said, at 13 to 18 years old. So there really isn't one age that is better than another to become a title holder. In our history, actually, we've had lots of girls win at different stages in their life. The most important aspects, like I said, that MTOA is looking for are leadership, service, and someone that is true to who they truly are. Mm. Now, the listeners can go to thepageantplanet.com, click find a pageant, and they can find Miss Teen of America system there, read reviews, contact the director um, directly through the site, but they can also go directly to the website. And so what's the website and what are some of the social media channels that you're most active on? Yeah, we are active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also visit our wonderful website, MissTeenOfAmerica.com, to learn more about the system and also to apply to participate online. Nice. Now, Corey, how, I mean, especially because they know that you're going to be a walking cheat sheet now. So how can girls connect with you on uh, social media? You can follow, I have my own Facebook page, Miss Teen of America, Cornelia Hayes. And so you can message me on there and ask any questions that you want to. Um, you can also email, email Miss Teen of America and they will forward messages on to me, I'm sure. Um, but I think the best way to contact me personally would be through my Facebook page. Corey, thank you so much for just investing your time to, to talk with us and to share your experience in the system. And it just, it sounds like a really, really awesome system. And I believe I'm going to be making plans to, to come down there in the near future. So I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to meeting you face to face, um, in person, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) You too. I'm really, thank you so much for this opportunity. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.